0: Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAIF ball podcast powered by Adcraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at Adcraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. Adcraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle Everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at AdCraftUSA.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft Sports, custom apparel, and merch, your trusted name since 1974. They are the best in the business, and... Uh, well, this week is a little bit of a of, of a little uh, home cooking for uh, Adcraft Sports and Temple's Sporting Goods because we are talking to Head Coach Joe Woodley of Grandview. Coach, how you doing tonight?
1: Doing doing great, Corey. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, as always, it's a it's usually a good thing when you're on this show. That means you uh, you had a had a good season, and uh, of course, I enjoy listening to to all the other coaches and, uh, just, just with our experience of being in the playoffs, you kind of get a hear from some guys that you, uh, you know, you've gotten to coach against and, you know, obviously we've got, I've got a great relationship with a lot of the coaches in our conference, but have certainly, uh, forged some new relationships with, with guys that we have been able to play in the playoffs. So I, I really enjoy, uh, listening to those guys. And of course you do a great job of doing your research and, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, you you've really taken this thing a long way, and uh, again can't say um, how appreciative. I'm sure, I speak on behalf of the whole NAIA uh, football community that uh, you know we, we just really want to thank you for what you do.
0: Hey, it's it's our pleasure, now. and I imagine it is it is fun. I mean, listening to some other coaches. I mean, it's not like you get to coach a whole lot against guys in like the Sooner and and the, the North Star or the or the Frontier. You know, and just getting to, to hear a little bit from them and, and what they've got going on up there gives you a little bit of different perspective on, on the landscape of the, of the league.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, this, this NAI product uh, has really grown and, and gotten better. Uh, I've been a part of it now for gosh, I hate admitting it, but um, you know, I've, I've been around NAI football since, since 2004 and uh been familiar with it an even longer time dating back to my dad's previous stops and coaching so uh it's certainly come a long ways in the exposure and and just how um you know how good the product really is and um you know you get a bunch of kids that are uh, in my opinion um you know playing this game for all the right reasons as you're you know kind of seeing at them higher levels it's um You know, it's a a pay for play, uh, you know, world we're living in and, um, you know, uh, I'm assuming I I speak for most NAIA coaches, but, uh, you know, I I don't think that's going on at any of our schools. And um, so, so again, you're just really getting, getting the right kind of kids and, um, you know, that love to play the game. And that's why I think you see a lot of these coaches that have stayed at these jobs for a while because it is so rewarding and, um, you know, or at least. Uh, it seems that way. Uh, I've seen a lot of good coaches and I'm sure they've all had opportunities to move on and uh but they kind of, you know, want to keep building what they're doing with where they're at just because of uh, you know, how you're able to do it uh, at this level there's not a lot of external um, you know, distractions. I mean, there's always distractions with with a college kid, but you know, at those higher levels right now, boys, it it at least from my vantage point it just looks like there's a lot of stuff and um, you know, it, 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 just seems like it'd be tough to navigate, especially with it all being so new and just like anything, I think time will take care of a lot of this stuff. And, uh, but, but again, just, just real thankful of, of, of the product that we have at this level.
0: I mean, it really is a good product and, and I think you're right. And I think that, um, the stuff that's going on at the levels above is, is really going to trickle down, um, and, and impact our level in a positive light. Um, you know where um we we get some of the the folks that are able to they they don't feel like they have to to ride the pine for four years they can go somewhere and they can get playing time and and, and i think that will trickle down to us and it already has honestly
1: yeah yeah no doubt about it and um you know when, when you're at an established program you know it's it's not quite as easy to come in and play right away as a freshman. And, you know, but every year, uh, we, we always have a handful of kids that do that. And, uh, we've been in those shoes before when we started this program, you had to play a bunch of freshmen and that was kind of what got this program. Um, you know, it's start, you know, our, our, our very first game back in 2008, you know, we had three weeks to prepare for a game, uh, (laughs) and we started 19 freshmen, um, you know, back in 2008 when we started this program. So uh, been there, done that, don't want to go back to that. And, uh, you know, we we feel like our our place is on solid footing right now. And, um, you know, you've got to be pretty darn good to come in and uh, play as a freshman and, or at least play, you know, really meaningful snaps. Not that they're all not meaningful, but um, it's tough, um, uh, and I think a lot of kids figure that out when they get to the college level. It really doesn't matter what level it is, you know, whether it be even junior college when it's just freshmen and sophomores, or Division three or NAI, Division two, and of course, the higher up you go. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's all relative based on the type of talent you're bringing in, but um, you know, it's uh, but, but there's there is opportunity for it. There's no doubt about that.
0: Well, coach, it's it's another very good season for for Grandview. The further we get on in, in the off season for conventional football, the, the more and more I utilize the phrase, uh, half of the NAI would kill to have this record. Um, and, and it and it continues to be true. Um, I do want to pick out a, a, a couple games just to chat about and the the first one is um, the only team to score more, then seven points for the first, oh, two-plus months of your of your season. Took place on September 3rd, early on in the season last year, a home game against Benedictine, and obviously Benedictine turned out to be a, a whale of a ball club last year. Um, you know, where, did, you, did you come out of that game going, ooh, holy cow, I think we might have been lucky in that
1: one? Uh, a little bit. You know, we, we were, um, you know, we kind of took control of that game early and, um, you know, we, uh, I, I guess I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I think we may have been up 28 to six at one time, uh if my mind serves me correctly. So, You're right. you know, I was feeling pretty good early on in that game. And then all of a sudden we throw a pick six and, you know, and then, then we turn it over again and they score right before the half. And all of a sudden I. Um, I, think, I think I want to say it was 28 20 at the half and and their kids were you know they were starting to believe because they had some momentum swung their way and you know and they get a big kick return for a touchdown. and um, you know, so it was it was a little bit of a heavyweight fight. you know, Benedictine's always been a, a really good program. They're only a few years removed from a national championship game and we we've always had uh, great great games with those guys. and of course Joel has you know he he's breathed uh, some life into that place. Not that they, they've lost any or anything like that, but just some new, he just brought some new energy, um, you know, into that place, much like, you know, any, any new coach will do. And, uh, he, he's done a really good job with that offense, in my opinion of, you know, really, um, you know, they, they've got a lot of speed and that, that quarterback that they had a year ago, and I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure he's gone. At least I hope he is, even, even <laughs> though we do not play them this year, but, uh, he, he was, uh, he was a special player and, um, you know, anytime you got a quarterback that, uh, can make plays with his feet, uh, extend plays, they, they ran some design quarterback run stuff for him. Um, you know, and they got some, some dynamic receivers and I think they were fairly young too. So I think they're going to be an issue for, for some teams in the future, but, uh, you know, what, what that game taught me, uh, I guess, you know, kind of getting back to your question is, you know, uh, it, it tells you. You know, you, you feel like you've got a program in a spot where they they find ways to win games. You know, that that you know, I mean they go down and kick a field goal and go up forty-two forty-one with oh, I want to say thirty seconds left in the game. It didn't look very good for us. And uh, we, we kind of screwed up the kick return. Um, you know, we, we threw an incomplete pass, we may have even had a penalty. Uh, but then Johnny made a big throw to to Carson Rollinger and then he made another one. Um, or excuse me, I think Gerald Sama may have caught the first one or Seth Jewell. I can't remember off the top of my head, Corey, but uh but I you know, we we were kind of contemplating because uh, I think there was about six seconds left in the game. And uh, you know, our, we're at a point where like, did we throw a Hail Mary? Do we try and, you know, make one more quick pass? Um, uh, you know, to, to set us up for a somewhat makeable field goal. Well, luckily for us, we've got a two time All American kicker. And um, you know we decided to run one more play. Uh, it was just a speed out into the boundary, stop the clock because we were out of timeouts. And um, you know we line up for a 52-yard field goal, and um, you know you you, you just kind of you know take your chances there and and see what your kicker's made of. And uh, clean snap, clean hold, and um, you know just just went right over. I mean, he probably he probably even had a little more distance on. We probably could have kicked it from a little bit further, but. Uh, but but certainly one of those games that that kind of propelled us. You know our defense uh, did not play great in that game. Um, you know we we were in, so we installed a new scheme going into the fall uh, uh, this past year, and we were able to get out of that first game without really being tested too much. So we didn't really know, and you know that's a credit to you know Joel and I know Joel's the offensive coach over there and their staff of. They put together a nice plan and, you know, really poked some holes and some things that, that we were doing. And it, and quite honestly, it made us better down the stretch. Um, you know, so sometimes you can, yeah, it's certainly better to, uh, to learn a lesson after a win. Um, you know, even if you didn't play very good on that side of the ball, but, uh, but, but on the flip side, I think our offense was outstanding. You know, I, I know, I'm pretty sure we had a kick return for a touchdown. So you know, it's just one of those games, you know, just kind of, that's kind of the way that game was going that day. And whoever had the ball last was probably going to win. And, um, you know, um, our, our kids made it happen and, and I got to give credit to them. And uh it, just because they continued to believe. And, and that was the thing I do remember telling them, you know, on that sideline, I didn't, I didn't see anybody hanging their head. They just said, all right, let's go. We got to go do this. And you know, and, and when you have a four-year starter at quarterback, um, you know you like your you like your chances in that in that moment. And you know, again, Johnny's you know he's put us in a lot of positions to win a lot of football games, and uh, he certainly did that day, and uh, just kind of got our our season going. And then, as you saw the year go on, you saw how well Benedictine was playing, and uh, again, that that's always been a very um, you know good football program, a lot of wins, Larry Wilcox lot of tradition at that place but uh certainly uh certainly a fun way to end it uh, probably wasn't very good for my blood pressure but uh, you know uh, found a way to win the ball game
0: and that does set you up i mean uh, for, for that stretch run there in the playoffs where you have you start off your playoff run with two three-point wins over carol and lindsey wilson that are defensive struggles and you know a lot of your your confidence in your kicker of course that's that that kick against Benedictine is his season-long of 52 yards, um, but that that sets you up to to know and trust your defense in those games against Carroll and and Lindsay. Those those three-point games each, um, and and you know we're going to talk about the one that I'm sure you don't particularly want to talk about, and that's going to be it's going to be the Kaiser game. And I'm I'm really curious as to the your 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 thought process going in to that game. The first couple drives, uh, you you run the ball between two drives eight uh, four times, which is half of the uh, rushing attempts you have for the rest of the game. Um, what and and what was kind of your thought process going in in there? Kind of letting Johnny air it out, being twenty seven for sixty.
1: Yeah, uh, I just think the game kind of got away from us a little bit early on, and, um, you know, looking back, yeah, I think coaches always second-guess themselves. Maybe we could have been a little bit more patient, but at the same time, we just felt that was, uh, and, and when we did try and run the ball, we weren't having much success, so, you know, we wanted to put the ball in the hands of our, um, you know, um, our quarterback, who's who's won a lot of football games for us, and um, you know, we felt that's what we needed to do at that time. But again, maybe we could have maybe we could have tried to establish the run a little bit more and uh we just didn't and they and they did a good job of you know um working the clock and uh their their offense was very good that day as well. You know, our, our biggest issue that day was uh especially in the first half. Um, you know, because we you know we we like to play field position football here and you know, we pin them down right away. Uh, I think we did get a first down on the opening drive, if, if my mind serves me correctly. But uh, had a, had a you know, we mm-hmm. we got it to a point where we we pinned them down in there in their first drive of the game. Uh, I, I want to say it was a 97 yard drive uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Just great execution on their part. They had a nice game plan with some things and um, really dynamic running back. Their quarterback was outstanding that day. They got a really good tight end, a good offensive line, and. I just thought they executed really, really well. And that was evident, you know, as we studied them on film, uh, I, I just think we were playing a very, very confident team and, and how the heck could you not be? Uh, they, they, they win their first game. I want to say it was at Bethel. Uh, and then of course they go upset Morningside, you know, in, in the, uh, in the next round and not many people, I don't know when the last time they've, uh, well, I guess Northwestern must've beat them there in the semis a couple years ago, but not many people go over there and beat them. And, um, you know, so I, I, think they came in here with a lot of confidence, but kind of getting back to that, our game with them, what they did to us on third down in the first half, uh, was, was really the difference maker in that football game. I want to say they were, they were seven of nine, uh, on third downs. And, uh, uh, and one of them, I think was a, a third and eight or third and nine while we had them pinned down there right away on their, on their first third down of the game. And, you know quarterback makes a heck of a throw to their really good tight end on just kind of a smash concept route and uh he threaded it right in there give him credit you know they just made a lot of the tough plays that we didn't and they made them over and over again and uh, again I, you just got to tip your hat to their their kids and um and their running back um he he was he was a lot better uh than than what i uh, anticipated and, you know he he did a lot of good things against morningside but uh, but when you saw him up close, he, he, he was running at a different speed. We missed a number of tackles in that game. And so, you know, that's an area we're usually, you know, pretty good in. And uh, this kid was making us in space. He was breaking tackles and uh, all those things add up, Corey, uh, those just add up in a, in a big game like that. And, um, and a lot of the times we're, you know, we were on the winning side of that. So, you know, it, it was, it was humbling, you know, uh, we, we just, uh, we, we, did, we just didn't have a good day, and but but they had a lot to do with it, and, and that's what I told our guys after the game, and um, it, it was frustrating, you know, because, you know, we had it, uh, you know, another opportunity to get back to that national championship game, and, um, you know, that was a, a big discussion point with our team, um, you know, after what happened in 2021, you know, guys were hungry to get back there and get another crack at it, and, uh, you know, we were right there, we had a chance, and uh, we, we just didn't make the most of it, and, um, you know, and uh, again, a lot of it's on us coaches too, you know, we, 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 didn't prepare them well enough, obviously. And, um, me included, um, you know, that's, that, that's, you know, it, it ends with me and, uh, but they, our kids, yeah, they, they fought, fought their tails off and, uh, just wasn't good enough on that day. And, and unfortunately sometimes in football that can happen. And, uh, but again, I, I just keep going back to your opponent usually has a lot to do with that.
0: To be fair, Jaden Meisinger did that to uh, Division Two powerhouse Valdosta um, State as well. So he did that a lot over the course yeah. of the season. <laughs> heck of a, yeah. Well, of a they, they had
1: another kid that didn't play very much against us, or even the game before us. That was, you know, that that was the kid. You know, we were worried about him getting into open space because <laughs> He could really run. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't can't think of his name off the top of my head, but boy, was he he was. They they had some special talented players. Uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed, especially when you saw them saw them up close and personal. And uh, and I think Coach uh, Coach Soch has done a heck of a job down there because I know they're not they're not very old, but uh, I, I do know that their uh, recruiting footprint probably isn't too bad uh, with what, where they're located. And uh, but again, he he's taken full advantage of that, and he, he's really turned that place into something special and, and probably something you know, that the NAI is going to have to take notice of. And uh, again, you got to give him credit for that schedule he played, um, you know, going on the road and uh, in the playoffs all the way through. And then, you know, what they did early on in the year. Uh, I know that was a little bit of a topic of discussion uh, on our uh, Raiders meeting at the at the convention of, you know, are, are we going to reward guys that go out, and you know, you know, go play up, up a level and, uh, again, that's uh, that's a credit to him, and uh, that he he was willing to go do those things. And i I think that gave those guys some some grit and some teeth down the stretch of, of playing in those games early on. And because they they were in all those games too. I mean that was the that was the thing. So um, you know, it's uh, again just uh, they've done a heck of a job.
0: So the heart schedule is a little different this year. You're not playing a full round robin of the all the other heart teams. Uh, this year does it does it really break your heart all that much that you know you, you don't have to play a team like a like a Benedict in or, or some of these other teams that are really really good nope still no. Not that
1: I think it's just I think it's just kind of uh, I don't know if luck of the draw is the right way to put it but I think it's just <laughs> on a rotation right now and it just so happens our our first one on our rotation is Benedictine, and um, you know, really, to me, I, I like I, you know, yeah, it, you want at least from from our perspective, you you want to play in those big games, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoy playing against Benedictine because I know it's going to be a you know a great game. It's going to bring out the best in our players, and. Of course they they were disappointed when they when they heard you know that we weren't playing them and uh because it, it was our turn in the rotation to go down there um or at least you know they were at our place last year so had we played them this year would be back at their place and pretty neat atmosphere they have um uh for, for their home games and it's always uh, and of course our fans travel pretty well uh so it, it's a packed house it's a fun atmosphere fun environment we've had a lot of a lot of really, really good games down there. So yeah, I, um, you know, so, so that's the only one we're not playing. And I, I do believe we pick them back up the following year. It, it's just, you know, a team of year, um, you know, that you have to sit out on and really it's just done to allow guys to, you know, maybe schedule a team from another conference or schedule, a you know, a higher level, uh, opponent or, a, or a money game for lack of a better way to put it. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, we, we have not picked up an 11th game right now. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to, uh, <laughs> we, we graduated a four-year starter at quarterback. So uh, we're, we're going to try and take a little bit more time to, uh, figure, figure out what we have. And, um, you know, at least that's the decision I made this year. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll regret it, but I think it's what's best for us right now. And, uh, that's my job is to kind of look out for the, you know, for, What's best for all of us, and, and that was my decision on that this year. So, but but maybe in the future, you know, I I think I saw Benedictine's going to play Morningside. What a you know that, that's a really neat deal, and uh, you know maybe there'll be something like that for us down the road. We we've had a history of playing uh, Drake University here. Uh, I think we've played them, I want to say, four times, and uh, I think I want to say Northwestern might be playing them this year. But uh, you know that that's that's probably something we may look into um, you know, in, in the future. And um, uh, but like I said, right now, we're, 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 we're kind of trying to figure out who we are. Uh, I think every coach is this time of year, especially when you lose a, you know, lose a quarterback and uh, but, and, you know, it's kind of reinvigorating a little bit too. You know, you, you know, it's just a, just a different feel, you know, and when you see a lot of those guys out there that, that you've had for so long and they're gone and um, you know, you, you you just you know, you're like, okay, whose whose turn is it now? And uh, that's what we're doing right now in spring ball is trying to figure out who those next guys are that are going to step up and um, you know be be the next you know Johnny Sullivan or you know whoever it was that that we've had in the past. And uh, not that they have to be the next whoever, It's just you know who, who who's going to be that next leader, that next guy, playmaker, uh, all those kinds of things. So. Um. we're we're trying to figure that out now, and um, you know, looking forward to it.
0: Do you think nationally now that we are like officially official, moving to a twenty-team playoff? Um, worst-kept secret in the nation, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, but now that we're officially official, um, do you think that helps? spur teams on on to taking some higher-level games um, against tougher competition, whether it be the top of the NAI, like like Benedictine's doing, or um, some, some big games uh, against NCAA competition, like Kaiser did last year and going to Valdosta State. Um, knowing that there's a little bit m- more of of a safety net there with a 20 team playoff.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Um, You know, you're still, yeah, you still want to give your kids great experiences and things like that. Uh, I I certainly understand that you want to play in a big game with a big crowd. And um, I guess I've kind of geared our, you know, our program around getting into those playoffs and um, but, but, like you said, I do think the uh, you know the extra uh, berths um, uh, are, are going to help that you know uh, if you do uh, want to play one of those games. But you know, to my knowledge, you know, as far as how teams are getting you know rated, if you if you play up a level like uh, you know an FCS uh, Division two, I don't I don't know how much, depending upon which Division two it is, I suppose. Um, you know, because we've had a lot of success versus Division two teams, you know, that we've played here in the past. And, you know, we, we've beaten Drake, who's FCS, but they're non-scholarship. So are, are those Raiders really looking at those guys like they're a higher level or not? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think they are. So uh, I think, you, you know, you, you better be careful with that. Um, uh, but, but, but you can see how, you know, you look back at kind of how the ratings have been you know, Northwestern always kind of stays towards, you know, towards the top because, you know, uh, at least in recent memory, you know, their only regular season loss is usually the morning side and they don't get bumped very far because those are really good games. And, you know, they 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 should get rewarded for that. So um, but uh, I don't know. You, you, you might see that. Um, I guess I um, I'm not sure how it'll all play out, but uh, I, I do think it's a good thing. Um, you know, for this level, because really, you know, the, it just seems like there's always a couple teams that you feel, boy, gosh, they they probably should should have got in. Uh But then it just becomes now it's just going to be a new a new line. You know what I mean? And uh, that that's that's really what you know. The the more you get, it's just like the NCAA tournament. You know, they're all the way up to. Uh, at least in I'm talking basketball, it's up to sixty eight now, and there's still you know there's still a handful of teams complaining when it was sixty four for so many years. and so I, I just think there's always gonna be some uh, some drama surrounded by that. but uh, at the end of the day, if you take care of business, you win your conference, you know you you've got uh, uh, and if you don't, you got nobody to blame but your but yourselves. So I, I think it's a. Uh, I I thought it worked uh, with how it was um, you win your league, you get in. And, um, if you're, you know, kind of ranked high enough, which means you've got a proven track record. You, you know, you get those, one of those few at large spots, but, uh, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. Um, you know, add, adding the four teams and, um, um, I'm, I'm curious to see how that all shakes out and, uh, kind of the neat part. I, I, I think that's involved is you, 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 you get a, you know, if you, um, you know, are one of those. I want to say top twelve, or however it's going to go down. I'm not. I'm, I guess I'm not 100 percent sure. But you get that bye week. Um, you know, right at right at the end of the year, or so to kind of kind of rest up. And uh, I, I do think that's a that's certainly a positive because uh, when we won our national title in 2013, uh, we we had a bye week uh, before our play. Our bye week was the last game of the of you know everybody was playing and we were off and you know and then we still had a had another week. Um, you know, for the for that first round game, so kind of like
0: that. We've gone about thirty ish minutes here. We haven't yet like talked actually about your team, but I mean, it's we we've talked around your team. <laughs> I mean, you know, just yeah. to, just to kind of give give folks an idea, you know, you, you are bringing back a lot of offensive skill players, whether it be Ali Scott, Avery Gates uh, at, at your running back, Avery Gates also with two kick return touchdowns on the season. Damon Street with. Eight hundred and fifty-ish yards on on offense from the wide receiver position. Two first-team All-Conference offensive linemen. Defense, you're you're bringing back uh, guys like Haye Mosley and and Seth Adrian and Nate Ewell there, and Tristan Waugh, I mean, I can't for, forget him. The only the only spot where you've really got a, a hole that you've got to fill really is going to be in your secondary. Um, talk to me about you know finding dudes who can who can cover
1: yeah uh pretty pretty important position and again that's what uh, you know spring practice and you know uh, it tells you a lot about the kids that have been in your program that you know are they, are they ready to step up and we've got two kids that are um, you know they're they're go, both going into their third year of college uh, at Grandview and uh, they've kind of waited their turn and um, you know we're we're, we're pretty confident in them they they both played a lot a year ago they may not have been the starters, but they got a lot of quality playing time. And, you know, one of them probably would have played a little bit more had he not gotten injured last year. He got injured uh, right before the season started in one of our off season activities and didn't get him back till about the bye week. And uh, he, he slowly worked back in, but up until then he probably would have had a heck of a chance to be one of our starters out at corner. And um, so he, he's back, he's healthy, knock on wood. He's, he's had a great spring so far. Um, you know, we, you, you mentioned you, you lose a safety like Gianni, um, who who was a really good player for us, um, you know, really a four-year starter, uh, almost Three, three-year starter for sure, kind of got forced into action as a true freshman, but he was ready for that opportunity. So anytime you lose experience like that, it's tough. But, you know, we've got our other safety that's back, uh, that has played a lot of football for us, started for us a year ago, Patrick Savage, and uh, still trying to work work out, um, you know, the the other corner spot and had um, and a safety spot, but uh, pretty confident with where we're at and who we have right now in the spring. And of course, you mentioned, you know, uh, some guys we have back up front, we're, uh, we're real excited to have back Tristan Wall was, a, a, I don't know if he was honorable mention all American or not, but uh, one of the better defensive players in our, our league, Kai Mosley's been a, about a four-year start. He's about to be a fifth-year starter and um, um, Aaron Brown, who, you know, he started in the national championship game for us at D tackle, uh, Seth Adrian's been a great player for us. Uh, you know, and of course, Nate Uel, uh, probably one of our more dynamic football players we have on our team right now. And, um, you know, he's, he was the unanimous picket linebacker for all conference in our league and, uh, had had a great year last year, even with a kind of a position switch, we moved him from inside to outside and, um. Very dynamic player, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty pretty excited about what we got coming back on defense. Just have to, you know, kind of, kind of figure out a couple pieces here and there, and um, I'm pretty confident that we'll be, um, you know, we'll be pretty productive on that side of the ball.
0: Well, Coach, before I let you go, we, we know that if uh, if we're not improving in, in life, we're, we're falling behind, it's just a fact of life. So what area of, of your program, whether it be on the field or off the field, are y'all really looking to focus in on and improve on in 2023?
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that term uh, culture is thrown around quite a bit right now within, uh, well, it doesn't matter what level it is. And, you know, I, I think you're just always trying to, um, trying to improve that, but um uh, you know, and and I I just think if you get yourself surrounded by a bunch of good people, I, I think that takes care of itself. Uh, I don't I don't think you can manufacture that. And um, you know, I I think we have gotten the right kind of kids in this program. We've got great coaches on this staff. Uh, we we've got a lot of guys on this staff that either played for played for Grandview uh, or have been with us uh, for for a very long time. So. Uh, you know, I I think we're all on the same page and I think our players see that we hold them to a, uh, you know, pretty high standard, uh, pretty, pretty disciplined program. I take great pride in that guys, you know, they have to be accountable for their actions and they know that, um, you know, we we, we don't have too many guys that, um, you know, that step out of line. And, um, you know, it just tells me we've got the right kind of kids. They've been raised very well by their parents. And, um, you know, that's that's you know, kind of how we continue to strive to, you know, to build this thing and uh, just just real, real proud of it. And, uh, you know, proud of the success that we've had and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, just just looking forward to the future. And hopefully, um, I think I mentioned, you know, last time I was on here, um, you know, we we should have a pretty good idea this summer, uh, to my knowledge of, you know, kind of getting our own uh, facility, stadium, uh, I think those things are coming and I think that will immensely improve, uh, our product, even though our product is, is really, really good. Uh, but I, I think that could, uh, you know, maybe take us to, uh, um, you know, another level. Uh, I really do. And I'm excited to see what it does when it, when it comes and, uh, hopefully it comes sooner rather than later.
0: Well, when you do, you'll have to, uh, give me a new picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No Thank- problem.
0: Thanks for coming on tonight. always appreciate you and and always have an an absolute blast chatting with you. And um, can't wait to see what Grandview has in store for us in 2023.
1: All right, Corey. Appreciate you, man. Thanks.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by Adcraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.